Welcome back to the Deadcast. This is Tim We're Marshall, back. And We're I've got back. Drew McGarry here with me. The Echo has followed me. My dog is ready to bark, and we're ready to uh, waste half an hour or so of your time this morning. How, you, how have you been doing, Drew? I can't believe we're back. Everyone everyone missed your horrible, shitty, awful takes, Marchman. You'd be shocked. Like, I, I had a book tour this, this summer. Not, uh, you know, not, not, that I, uh, not that I didn't mean to just casually reference that. Ooh. I had a book tour. Oh, <laughs> I had a book tour. I, I sold many books. I did a great many readings. Anyway, every t- everywhere I went on the tour, people were like, hey, uh, what the fuck's wrong with Marshman? Why are his takes so bad? Like people, people angry, like, like, like point, like pointing in my chest being like, what's wrong with him? He doesn't really think all that stuff. And I'm like, no, he actually has really, really awful takes. And then, but then, and then the day cast went away and then people were like, where are those awful takes? It's like, it's like your hipster Skip Bayless, Marshman. Fuck you, <laughs> like, man. You know, like, you know what's amazing like, to me is uh, when the Deadcast was going, it was, uh, you know, it was, it was very popular. Lots of people downloaded it. But what we would hear is, you know, why are you doing this fucking podcast? No one wants to listen to a podcast. You know, make, make Gary write the takes down. And then the second it went away, uh, you know, I get emails and tweets every day about when it's coming back. I never heard from any of these people when it was actually going. So it just goes to show something, although I'm not sure what. I think people people want to hate your takes. I think that's that's the gist of it. They they, they, say, they they say they hate you, but then they secretly tune in. Like when I like when I hate listening to like DC sports radio for ten minutes every day when I'm driving to the gym, or I flip to Rush Limbaugh for three minutes before switching out. And you're like, oh god, I can't listen to that. You know, they crave the takes. So what do we got, man? Give me some questions. What are we discussing here? Uh, we got a lot of stuff to get to. I have a bunch of I have a bunch of fun bad questions, like we always do. Is there anything you want to talk about that has happened since we last podcasted? Since apparently, apparently, America's appetite for podcasts knows no bounds. Like I'm, I'm always shocked at how many how many podcasts get listened to. Like, are are all the numbers fake? Like, are a million people really listening to like the Bro Dog podcast or whatever? Other podcasts are in the top five. Yeah, I think they have to be fake because it tells you something that's supposedly like five billion people listen to these various podcasts and they're all sponsored by me undies and such. Right? Like if like if there were verifiable numbers showing that all these people were really listening to these shows, they would have a higher grade of sponsors that the people with real money don't want anything to do with it would either indicate that no one who's selling ads on podcasts has any idea what they're doing or that the numbers are all totally inflated like Facebook video views where they just have robots um, and bad mathematical calculations looking like, making it look like the masses are crying out for autoplay video and podcasts when really it's like four guys who just uh, have nothing to do but listen to podcasts and go to Drew McGarry book tour appearances. I, I mean, I used to listen to them like in the car. Like I get it. Like people have commutes. Traffic's awful. You're sitting in the car forever. So you download a podcast and that's your radio and you don't have to touch it. Right. You don't have to fuck with it too much. And it's, and I get that. But I, and, and I would do, I used to do that like on business trips and stuff like that. But I never do it anymore because it, it's just, it was too much to manage. Like you'd all of a sudden you, like if you hadn't done something, if you hadn't traveled in like a, a couple of days, you'd go you go click on the podcast. It's like you have seventy-eight new podcasts. I don't want that many. It's 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 like it's like binge TV watching, but but somehow even worse. Like it's more daunting to have eighty unlistened podcasts. Where you're like, oh god. 
Yeah, okay. I've got the, the app on my phone or whatever, and it, it always shows like 97, and there will be things I don't even remember subscribing to, like crappy soccer podcasts, and I can't get rid of them. <laughs> and then, yeah, and that's space. Like, that's that takes up space on the phone. Like, some, I could have 4 million gigabytes on a phone, and somehow I would always end up within like a month being like, oh, God, oh, my God, I can serve space. <laughs> like, shit. half of them would be Mike Florio podcasts that you don't remember <laughs> subscribing to. <laughs> Uh, it's nice to be back. All right, um, let's get uh, let's get into the questions. Uh, Joe writes in. He asks, "Who is the dumbest successful person in the world?" First, I thought Trump, but he is at least fairly savvy with real estate and business ventures. Although I don't know that anymore. Mm. Gronk isn't too bright, but he can obviously understand an NFL playbook. Is it the Jersey Shore cast? Joe wants to know. So again, the dumbest successful person in the world. The world's pretty big. I'm, I'm absolutely sure the dumbest uh, successful person is like some Chinese guy we've never heard of. If we limit it to, uh, you know, American, so say American celebrities or global figures who are so, so famous that uh, your average American man on the street will have heard of them, I'm still going to say it's Trump. I think Trump is rock stupid. Um, like, I really do. I'm not just saying that because I oppose his, you know, his politics and don't want him to be president. Like, He's dumb. Um, this is a guy yeah, who has been a serial failure in business, lost a billion dollars, overpaid to get into obviously failing ventures, um, has no taste, clearly hasn't read a book in his adult life. You know, his, his idea of luxury is like a, like a 24 karat gold baby carriage, um, just like a trashy, stupid, ill-informed guy who has kind of skirted by just selling his brand for cash. Um, he's like, he's like a really, uh, like a really good Amway salesman. who's just getting by on kind of a, a bluff and a crude animal intelligence. So I, th I think he's like, if you, like if you wanted to come up with some ratio of success and stupidity, I really think it might be him. But another candidate would be Derek Rose, who is just the dumbest he might be the dumbest athlete in a major sport that I can think of. Like, See, I was really gonna, stupid. I was going to say Nick Young because I thought Nick Young was just utter, just utterly dumb as a brick. <laughs> like, like can't even cheat on his girlfriend properly. Why? Why is Rose dumber? And then we have to get if we're going to talk about Rose, and we have to get into the very, very serious topic of, of what's being alleged against him currently. So yes, explain. He's Explain the stupid stuff before we get into the, the, the really serious crap. Well, I think they kind of relate. Um, so he is currently being sued civilly uh, by a woman who says that uh, he and two friends of his assaulted her in a hotel room several years ago. And the transcript, some of the transcripts of depositions and stuff have come out, and they really paint Rose as just impossibly stupid. <laughs> um, he didn't, he didn't know, he, he said he didn't know what the definition of consent was. And there's, there's a, there's a reading of that where of course his lawyers would, would tell him to, uh, to say he didn't know what the context was, or you'd have to be more specific, you know, that's being trained. Obviously his lawyers told him to go in that direction. And he just denied that he knew what the definition was. Recently he was asked, um, you know, if he thought the trial would be a distraction or anything like that from the upcoming season. And he said, 
no, it's fine. You know, I'm doing penitentiary workouts in my room. <laughs> and, you know, so I'll be able to keep in good basketball shape. And you're just like, Jesus Christ, man. Keep in mind, he also, there were some hijinks and shenanigans around his SATs with some rumors having it that, uh, you know, he had had some sort of body double or some sort of other uh, <laughs> really, great. really cinematic style SAT faking. I think all the evidence suggests he's just dumb as a bag of hammers. I'm, I'm shocked someone who would play one year for John Calipari would not be uh, fully educated. I, I could see I could see Rose doing the doing the SAT thing where he he signs his name or he doesn't sign his name on it and then sticks it <laughs> sticks it into the pile and says psych and then runs out like the old urban legend like oh yeah uh, I can tell that it's a very sensitive subject because you're taking at least ten seconds between every word <laughs> when describing the Rose allegations. But I, I, I still think Nick Young is dumber, and I think there are there are a lot of athletes who might qualify. But again, there's, again, there's another, there's some sort of uh, sports smarts involved there. Like, mm. like Joe Montana was really dumb, but he he had some sort of you know he had he had a savant ability to read a football field, so that's sort of smart. And then Trump, I think Trump is again dumb as a box of rocks, but at least he knows that. Uh, his assholeish behavior benefits him in certain instances. So there's some uh, savvy is such a bad word for that. Whereas, like, what about like the royal family? Mm, <laughs> like, good call. Inbred. Inbred. Um, don't they don't do anything? Have been right? surrounded by yes men every second yeah. of their lives. I mean, yeah, I they think, might be it. I think there are people like Woody Johnson and the royal family. Who are just they're successful essentially by, you know, and, and they all that's not really fair to the spirit of Joe's question because he's asking about successes and technically if you inherit something and you just you just have a billion dollars given to you, well, you didn't really succeed. You just happen to have you're just rich. You're not necessarily successful, at least in my mind, you know. So it would have to be someone who has accomplished something on their own. Uh, but despite being a, a complete idiot. So then we're talking about, like, Justin Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, an, it's an imponderable. You know, it, it might be, it really well might be an actor or a musician, though, because like you said, whatever you can say about Derrick Rose, he clearly has um, geospatial intelligence. Uh, geospatial? What that? That's not what I mean. I like that. I actually like that <laughs> word you just invented. <laughs> he clearly has an aptitude for working geometry, um, movement in space, things like that. Like there, there are parts of his brain that function. Whereas um, you can just not have a brain and be auto-tuned into being worth hundreds of millions of dollars, or you know, read off cue cards and become a. A global celebrity, whoever you know, and everyone wants to know your global warming takes. And actually, you know, it's not fair to Bieber because he can actually play an instrument. So, all right, there's there's some sort of skill involved. There's there has to be a singer out there who just sings, who doesn't know anything else, and and that's that's a lot easier than being a basketball player. It has to be a singer or some some terrible actors, just some rock stupid actor like uh, like. Like whoever who was in Suicide Squad, <laughs> uh, the guy who played the guy who played Rope Guy. Did you see Suicide Squad? I didn't, and it turned out that you you liked it. Yeah, yeah. I got, I can't lie. I was really entertained. It was every bit as bad as I was hoping for, and I loved it. Um, so there's a guy 
whose super superpower, and I, I've never even heard of this guy, and I'm a pretty big comic geek. He's called Slipknot, and his superpower is that he can like go up buildings on ropes, and they just show him grunting. And then, spoiler, uh, a few scenes later, they show him getting his head blown off, I guess to establish that you know anybody can die. Uh, so he's like the red shirt villain, like the guy who played him, who they couldn't trust to do anything but grunt. It's probably <laughs> someone like that who's making millions of dollars. He, he probably got paid fabulously well to play Slipknot. Yeah, and and didn't and not even like Vin Diesel, like where you know Vin Diesel, you know was was Groot, and Vin Diesel's just sort of sort of a blockhead, but like has some, like, at least knows his sort of value and, and has some some smarts about how to exploit it. If you're just some you're just some dipshit who ha- who got a good cat who got lucked into a good casting call, and you're not going to make much of it otherwise, like Taylor Lautner, you know, <laughs> like, like that's that I think is pretty that's pretty high up on the successful dumb. The dumb person list. Uh, AJ writes in, not AJ Delario, but a different AJ. How many Tesla owners have gone into self-drive mode and then immediately masturbated? <laughs> <laughs> I would hope none. Probably all of them. All of them. All the men. I think. Uh, all the know, men. I, I think every 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 man given the opportunity to do that uh, would would probably try it out, look both ways stealthily, uh, and then start gratifying himself. This is a this is a serious problem because if we move to a self driving car future, there will be a lot there will be a lot more road masturbation than there is now. So essentially, we would have to make it so that that all windows are tinted. Yeah. So that you can't see inside, right? Yeah. Because, because think about driving with your kids. You know, you're just going to the state park or something on a weekend and going down the highway, and everyone in cars is doing. You know, look at look at Twitter, right? Like how people express themselves when they have a chance. It's awful. Um, our, our nation's highways are going to become that when we have self-driving cars. It's just going to be people, they're going to be like monkeys in cages, just, <laughs> just yeah. doing horrible, obscene things uh, while, while horrified onlookers gape. Yeah, like 20% of self-driving cars will just have naked people in them. And you're, you're never going to know which car is the naked person car until, until there's a computer glitch. And, and they... And they crash, and the jaws of life have to pry, like uh, you know. I've, I've got to, a, I've got a really uh, uh, not spicy take on this, which is I don't see how anybody can possibly allow self-driving cars on the road or want to get in one, considering that like Sling TV doesn't work reliably. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna. The technology has to improve because if I go like, like if I drive from here to New York, there's there are dead spots. In the uh, in the network between here and New York, like this is the most densely there are populated. There dead spots in Philly. You know, John Cook, our boss. Um, I can't talk to him when he's at home because his entire his entire neighborhood is like blacked out of AT and T or whatever he has. It's horrible. He'll call me about some really important stuff, and it's just like, <laughs> yeah. So that that concerns me. That concerns me about self driving cars. Also. Um, since I since I drive kids around, honestly, I would rather be busy driving than busy parenting them while they're in in the car. Like if like if we're on a road trip, I, I, I'll drive instead of sitting in the sitting shotgun and having to parent when they need like a DVD changed or they're bitching at each other because one got rainbow goldfish and the other one got plain goldfish or something like that. Would you yeah. rather drive? Well, I can't. Parent? 
I can't drive. Um, and oh, that's right. The main the main reason I wish I could drive is if we're on a road trip, I'm always the one who has to, uh, you know, reach back and separate the kids from each other because, um, you know, my daughter is throwing goldfish at my son and he's like hitting her with a shoe or whatever. Um, I would yeah, so much rather drive. All right. So have if you you're driving, it? you can just bellow. You can just say, "Shut up! I'm trying to drive." If you're not driving. Um, then your excuse for not parenting is like, I'm reading this book or, you know, I'm trying to find a good radio station. Nowhere near as convincing. Have you made any effort to begin to learn to drive? No. Since we last talked about you not driving. No. And I keep, I keep committing. It's, it's like, this is my version of, you know, I'm going to lose 15 pounds this year is, you know, I swear I'm going to do it. I was going to do it on my birthday. I was going to do it all these times and I just never get around to it. Maybe you could learn the same time as like your kid. Like you could pick, take driving lessons together and then you would be. Well, my wife keeps, my wife keeps telling me I have to, you know, I have to learn. I have four years now because think about how sad and degrading it would be if my son could drive and I couldn't. And I'm like, no, oh, that sounds pretty good. I can get him to take me places. Yeah. I already know the kid will learn to drive before you do. I can already sense it. Like I, I know you said, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm into your resignation. I, I don't think you're ever going to do it. I don't have faith that you're going to learn. Thanks for your faith, man. <laughs> Patricia writes in, if we could kill people simply by flipping a switch by their ear, how many more murders do you think there would be? Obviously, people don't kill for moral reasons, but how many people don't because it's a lot of effort? The act of killing itself and the cleanup of it, all the blood and stuff, and disposing of the body seems like tons of effort and people are lazy. That's all true, by the way. So how many murders would there be if you could just flip a murder switch on someone? Mm, way more like all the murders everyone would be dead <laughs> uh, really you think you yeah. think everyone would die like you think someone would just come up to you on the street and just flip the switch and you'd be dead yeah I mean you'd, you'd have all the people she's talking about who um, don't kill only because of logistical concerns you have teenagers think about teenagers they have like no real moral sense and they do horrible things just for just for the lulls. There would definitely be teens who hadn't grown into uh, realizing the obligations that members of society and human beings have to each other who would just be out killing people randomly. Um, it would, yeah, it would be really bad. You'd still get caught, though. You'd find the fingerprint on the switch, and then the cops would come and rescue and, and haul you off to jail. So that deterrent is still there. You'd still be punished for it. I, I think it would go up, but I don't think it would go up that much. How much? I'm assuming you know, with a murder switch, you'd be able to figure out how to do it without consequences pretty easily. All right. Well, what if I, what if I block the switch? What if I put like a, what if I get, what if I buy life switch and uh, it's like a little guard I can put by the switch that keeps people from just switching it on and off, you know, like, like maybe there's like a little suction cup dome, you know, with like a protective bubble that keeps people from doing that randomly. You know, I'm going to take evasive measures to make sure you don't flip it. I'm just going to have it hanging out there like an idiot. No, I think there would be tons more murders. I would, I would say, I'll pull a number out of my ass. I would say 90% 90, 90 of potential murderers aren't doing murder because it uh, it's too difficult. Is it though? You fire a gun and then you don't clean it up. You just run away. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you shoot somebody, they have a pretty good chance of living. I mean, it's 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 surprisingly hard to shoot somebody with a gun, and other ways of killing people are really really difficult. 
That's true. I mean, you don't want to stab them because right? then they'll scratch you and then you'll have scratch marks and that wouldn't be cool. But I mean, you, I, I don't know. I, I think, I think, you know what I think? I think more people would kill themselves by accident by, because they're drying their hair off and they flick the switch. Mm. Like, or I they think, just say, what does this do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, I, I, I think that there would be more self-sabotage <clears throat> than outright murder because people are stupid. You know, and people and people are innately curious about things that hurt themselves. So, yeah, I would do that. I'd be like, hey, what's the switch for? And then I would just drop dead. Yeah, you get drunk. Hey, they're just fucking with you. You know, <laughs> it doesn't really kill you. Uh, Greg writes in. He says, if Mike Trout, a type, the top tier athlete with a clean reputation, were to break every major career batting record and at his Hall of Fame enshrinement ceremony, said he did it because when he was young, he sold his soul to Satan. What would happen? Would everyone shit their pants or would they blame his comments on side effects of drug abuse or whatever pundits could speculate? So he breaks all the records, goes to his Hall of Fame enshrinement, and he says he, he openly says he made a, a patch with, uh, with Satan in order to get the numbers. What happens? Uh, I, think, I think baseball writers start talking about how old-time baseball players didn't sell their soul to the devil. And little kids all over the country start trying to figure out how to make contact with the devil. Ooh, ooh, my, the children. Yeah, I could see that. Because people would, it's like the steroid thing. People would be really upset about the children, you know. Oh, my son decided to go meet with Satan, too. And now he committed suicide, and it's all your fault. Like, I could see that happening. I think, I think people would be upset. I think they would, they would either say, they would think he was goofing, first of all. I think the first, the first instinct was, is that, the first response is that he, he's clearly joking. It's a terrible joke. He shouldn't have joked. And then he, if he, if he had to insist and like he had to produce the paperwork like a flaming parchment, then I think people would, would freak out because then there would be proof that Satan existed. And then, yeah, I mean, that would be the main thing would be proof of the afterlife. Yeah. If there was proof of the afterlife and proof of the devil, then we're talking about a whole, a whole much bigger thing. And, and Mike Trout would essentially be the emissary of Satan's arrival on earth and, uh, and the end times. So that would be much more concerning to me than, then the that consequences. would be much more concerning to you. I think plenty of baseball writers would still fixate on the real issue, which was, right. you know, record, Joe DiMaggio didn't sell his soul to the devil. He fought in the war. Yes, the end times are here, and uh, we're all going to die in uh, a flood of, of hot lava. But the sanctity of the record book has been destroyed, and that's what matters. That would be the Lupica take. Speaking of which, uh, John writes in, he says, I know you shit all over assholes who have tenured commentary columns in major newspapers like George Will or Tom Friedman, and with good reason. But you'd take that gig in a heartbeat if offered, wouldn't you? All right, so would you take the Tom Friedman gig? Hmm, that's a good question. You know, I don't know that I would because um, I'm not quite sure. I'm not sure those gigs are quite as secure as they seem. Like right now, it seems like there's literally nothing that David Brooks or someone like that can do to get fired, but... Five years from now, you know, the, the audience for print newspapers keeps shrinking. Uh, internet advertising keeps being a, a whole. At some point, they're going to be like, why do we pay all this money to these assholes everyone hates? Yeah, but they, they should have done that by now, and they haven't. They haven't. Because there's still enough people. It also. It's not people who. It's so much. Yeah, but there are enough people who still crack open the Times today, though. Oh, did you see what Maureen Dowd wrote? She annihilated Trump. 
or some shit like that. Like there's still there's there's still a sign there's still a large portion of the population, larger than you and I naturally assume because we're in our little cyber human bubble, that takes a lot it takes a lot of those people as sort of the definitive word on matters. So I I think those jobs are are tenured for a reason. I think that they still have and there's still a prestige that we don't assign to them, but a lot of other people do. Yeah, I'm lying, is- any- I'm lying anyway. What I would do is I would tell myself, you know, I can just mail in some crap twice a week, and then I'll, I'll spend the rest of my time uh, traveling, writing books, you know, being taking better care of myself. And that wouldn't happen. I'd just spend all my time on Twitter arguing with eggs and, like, being you, on TV. That's the other thing is that, you know, that – that you get that column, you get the speaking gig gravy train and you get the book gravy train. So it's like a whole, there's a whole ancillary economy to it. What's, what's the number? Like, let's say, let's say you have to take the job. Not only do you have to take the job, but you also have to issue takes of that quality. Like your takes have to be that bad, which wouldn't be a problem for you, Marchman. And, uh, so you have, what's, what's the number to issue 800 words of, of shitty takes three times a week? Um, I'll say, I'll say I would want 400 grand a year. I don't know if that's like a lot higher or a lot lower than some of these people make. I I really don't know. I have no idea what being a a columnist for the times pays, but we're talking about like a marquee columnist gig, not just one of those people who turns up in the times twice a week and you don't know who they are, even though you've been reading them for years. Yeah. I think, I think in the half a million vicinity would be would be the right number. I think that's a, that's a good number to, to ruin your career and your reputation on. I, yeah, would I mean, be, that's I would, a lot of money. By the way, I'm very happy that even though we've changed to Skype, uh, we're still talking over each other. I think it's, I think it's a it's, fabulous development. It's like because certain, we're angry at each other and, and we're bursting to get the takes out. My wife told me I need to work on interrupting and I'm just failing because my, my kids now interrupt at the dinner table. Like there's, there's five people talking at the dinner table at all times. And by 10 minutes into the dinner, my wife just stands up and goes, I can't take it and just leaves and goes, eat, goes and eats her pork chop. Like on the stoop. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, Patrick writes in and uh, I'm going to use this question to talk about some other stuff, but he, had, he writes in, he says a recent study was just concluded where six people spent one year isolated from the world to simulate living on Mars. Do you think there was a lot of sex involved? No. Ah, come on. Really? No, because it would get too awkward too fast. Yeah, but don't I you think don't you, I think the first thing you would do is is lay down ground rules about how you're just not going to go there. Um, there's a Philip Dick novel about people who live on Mars in hovels and they do uh, mush, like mushroom analogs that turn them into the transfer their consciousness into Barbie dolls. And then the Barbie and Ken dolls fuck like rabbits. So I think that's what you'd look to do is you, you'd look to have some sort of non physical release valve. So they'd just be jerking off in the, into the, into the suction cup pisser and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, it would probably be sublimated. I'll bet they, they. I'll bet there was a lot of uh, intensely sex-like activity, but very little actual sex. Plus, the other problem is, what if you get? Uh, what if someone gets pregnant? I guess presumably they 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 were all uh, on lots of birth control, but you know things happen. I. By the way, that plot summary. I was not expecting you to go to Barbie dolls boning. I just, there was 
there was a Mars colony, and then there was mushrooms. And <laughs> also, it turns out that the mushrooms are an alien god who's come to wreak a terrible vengeance on humanity. It's a really good book, The Three Sigmata of Palmer Eldritch. <laughs> that's, that's, that's such a dumb title. I like Vogue Gay Dick. I'm just... It's a little all over, like it's a little all over the place, don't you think? It's like, yeah, well, he would just get high on speed and write these books in like three days. So uh, even the really good ones uh, are completely nonsensical when you're trying to describe them. Like I follow Logic Pan. Okay, they're on Mars. Okay, they're tr- they're you know they're trying to grow life. They get <laughs> it's like, but oh, but the mushroom is a god, and it turns out he has eight dicks. Like it's it gets a it gets a little. Uh, it feels like, it feels like it, it, he's extrapolating a little too much, you know, after getting into sort of the realistic, uh, the areas of it. Um, let's see here. Shannon writes in. She says, is it okay to order a Packers jersey with the name of the guy on the team who has the same last name of me? Not because I'm a fan, but because he has the same name, and thus I can rock the jersey like I'm on the team. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's, that's, that's a benefit of having... Uh, a more common name. You know, there's, there's no one named Marchman in the majors. If there was a guy named Marchman in the majors, I would own that Jersey and I would be a fan of that team. Would you wear the Jersey or I'm pretending to be like, uh, you know, a Texas Ranger or something. You suck. Yeah. You shouldn't do that. You're not supposed to wear your name on the Jersey. Even if you're cheating by finding a real player who just happens to have the same last name. Like you need to be a fan of that team and that player. You can't just, you can't just go buying it just because he happened to have your name. That's bullshit. Fuck that. If you had, if there was a guy <laughs> named McGarry on like the Warriors, you would wear that jersey. No and you would have Warriors tattoos. I would not wear that jersey. I guarantee it. I guarantee you, I would not. First of all, I wouldn't buy the jersey because I'm cheap. Secondly, I, I'm not a fan of the Warriors. Fuck the Warriors and fuck Kevin Draper. But thirdly, everyone would know I'm a complete asshat who's walking around with his own name on the back of the jersey. Like people would take photos. Like, Look at what Drew McGarry did. What a complete! Like why well, would get it? I would get it sent to me. I would get twit picked on it four million times. No, I would not do it. I can honestly say I would not do that. And you're disgusting that you would. You would. So, you would just. You would buy it and then you would do the way. In, in a vaguely related sports merchandise thing, um, you know, a, a couple of months ago, I I went to Vegas to see a big uh, Conor McGregor fight, and half the people in Vegas had replica UFC belts on and <laughs> it was much worse than wearing uh, a jersey with your own name on it but it reminded me that like 10-15 years ago there was this guy Tim Sylvia who was the heavyweight champ he was he was a really unskilled fighter but he was 6'8 and the heavyweight division was really bad so he would just jab his way through a fight nobody could get anywhere near him and he would walk around the Vegas strip with his actual UFC title belt waiting for people to come up to him and ask him like are you Tim Sylvia? And then he'd say, oh, yes, why well, I am. And he would pose for pictures with them, which is the most asshat of behavior imaginable, right? That is awful behavior. That's truly, that's truly despicable. I would expect nothing less from a top-tier UFC fighter to be that shallow and narcissist. There's your, by the way, there's your, there's your dumbest successful person. Yeah, Tim Sylvia. Some, some asshole UFC guy. Or you know what? Johnny Damon. Johnny Damon was the dumbest baseball player I'd ever seen interviewed in a million yeah, years. He's pro Trump, by the way. Wow, what a shock! <laughs> Who would have guessed? You know, I would have figured him for uh, I would have figured him for not a Trump supporter. I guess it's the 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 long hair and the shaggy beard makes you think that uh, 
you know, he must be some sort of peace-loving hippie. But then you remember that he was happy to shave off the beard and cut off the hair and take the Yankees' money. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was more than happy to sell. He probably thinks Donald Trump is like a candy salesman or something. He doesn't even know. Oh, I've heard of that guy. I like him. It's like the Tyson. It's like there. there's a certain portion of dumb celebrities who are just like, Donald Trump is a fabulous businessman. I, I shook his hand once. He was very nice to me. And that's it. Like, gee, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. I'll vote for you. Like, I think there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of celebrities like that. Just dumb as bricks who will just, who will just like other famous people because they also happen to be famous. By the way. It's a whole code of Hollywood. You never say anything bad about anyone in the industry and that ramifies that into celebrity more broadly. So if you are a famous person, um, you know, the rule is, you don't. you not only don't feud with other famous people, but you support them in their endeavors. So that's, if, that's right. And then eventually it warps your brain to the point where you really don't have an opinion on them because you're too, you're too sold out and too dumb to be able to, to have any sort of opinion on those. Yeah. It's not, it's not like a partisan political thing or anything like that. Like if, Al, if Alec Baldwin was really close to being the president, there would be all sorts of celebrities saying, Oh yeah, he's a really great guy. Really even tempered and smart. <laughs> <laughs> you are a rude, thoughtless little biggie. <laughs> By the way, I, the whole reason I brought up that, that Mars question from Patrick was because of the big Musk news where he wanted to start a Mars colony with, I think uh, it was a thousand people or something like that. So there was, there was, there was a, he was going to start a, like the rocket was going to land and it was going to have all the sustainable community in it. And there was some little tower attached. It looked like the whole thing could tip over with one dust storm. Elon but, Musk is really getting on my last nerve. He is, he is way too much of a comic book character. Um, he's, he's just a straight up comic book character. I'm not sure if he's a, a heroic Iron Man type or, you know, the megalo like Lex Luthor, the megalomaniacal industrialist who bankrolls all the super powered villains who fight the superhero, but he is not a real guy and I refuse to believe he actually is. Has anyone ever met him? Shaking his hand? He might be a hologram. We was there was a sixty minutes interview and stuff like that. Like I've seen his visage, you know. Mm. I still I still kind of like him against my my instincts. I mean, because he hasn't like sued us yet or anything. So, <laughs> but, but yeah. I, I anyway. The point is, if they said to you, "All right, uh, you can you'll be the first person to inhabit this colony. You can go with your family, and you'll have anything you want on the colony, but you can't come back." Would you go? No. Okay. I wouldn't go. <laughs> I would never. I would never you know, go. It would be it would be a different thing if they were saying, you know, you'll get, you'll go in hypersleep and then you'll, you know, you'll wake up at Alpha Centauri where there's a very earth-like planet with a breathable atmosphere and you will be pioneers in in settling it. That would be a very different proposition, but it seems to me like if you want to have the living on Mars experience, you can just go get a giant family-sized tent and stay in it for years. On a rock. <laughs> and drink you your own to, recycled urine. You have to dump out red sand onto a rock and then live there. It's not, it is not the most uh, attractive of planets. Like, I saw the Martian. That was close enough for me. Like, I would not want... I would not want to be any closer to that. I, th I, I would be... Like, all right... Let's say they send one guy and he volunteers to uh, he volunteers to go to Mars. Like it's Leo DiCaprio. Like he already volunteered for this. Like there was actually a news item about this. 
let's say one guy volunteers to be the test subject and he goes to Mars and, uh, and he, he sets foot on Mars and he, and he helps settle it. And then he dies on Mars. Is he the most famous person in the history of mankind? No, no way. No, is no. he, I, and I should say, or she, I should say, or she, is he or she top 10? I think it's top 10. Mm, maybe. maybe. I think it's top, I think there's Jesus, there's Hitler, and then there's Bobby, the guy who died on died on Instagram on Mars. Like while everyone while a billion people watched him like suffocate. Like I I think that would be one of the biggest things ever. I'd shit my pants if I saw that. Hmm. Maybe. I might be I, underestimating. I think it would be a very, very big deal. And in fact, now I want it. I want it to happen. I would like someone to go to Mars and die there. And I'd like it to be someone I don't really care for. <laughs> like, Jesus, man. Well, no, I'm just joking. I don't. I don't. I was just joking about that. Uh-huh. part. But I do think it would, cool, it would be cool if someone went. And I think if they if they knew what they were getting into, and they knew the deal that they they can't come back and they'll pass away there, I, I fully support that endeavor. And I would be riveted by it, wouldn't you? I think it was stupid because I think, you know, clearly the future of space exploration and, and the survival of the human race is in robots and artificial intelligence and so on. It seems like such a waste to send all that shit to Mars, uh, which is mostly going to comprise life support systems for humans, when you could learn more just by sending a bunch of robots. No, come on. Where's your imagination? Where's your, uh, where's your sense of human achievement? It would be a big, it would be a big deal. You're with... You were the Albert on this, where you're like, you thought going to the moon was a waste of time. Nobody else believes that. It's a big deal. Like, ah. imagine, imagine your your kid watching a grown man set foot on Mars. No one cares about the robot that's there now. Like, you see a couple panoramic photographs, you're like, nice job, stupid robot. Go, go do some more robot stuff. Like, you want, if I saw a person, I'd shit my dick. It's a much bigger deal. Fair you enough, fair it. enough. Uh, I, are we out of time? Yeah, we're about out of time here. We got to see if this actually recorded, if we can get it uploaded to SoundCloud and all that jazz. Um, assuming we do, and the people are listening to this, as usual, um, we want to hear from you, your comments, complaints, questions, and all the rest. You can send them to Drew at Deadspin or Tips at Deadspin. And if you happen to know anything really interesting, like you have a Donald Trump sex tape you want to sell us or anything cool like that, send it to Tips and, uh... We'll try to get John Cook on his cell phone in the middle of New Jersey and ask for money. Yeah, and, tell, and when you write it, make sure you say bad things about Marchman and his takes. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, so uh, we will talk next week or maybe even like later this week if this turned out badly. But uh, either way, uh, talk to you soon, Drew. See ya.